is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. My name is Lori Gregory. Oh my goodness, our audience just keeps expanding. Andy, great to be back with you on the podcast. Can you believe all the good things that are happening right now? We have so much activity and so many people waking up to health freedom. It's a great time. It is in many ways. It's a wonderful time. I, I you know, there are, you see worrying headlines every day, and it, as the other side seems to be panicking, and now see we're going to have door-to-door people coming to make sure that we've been vaccinated, and if not, that the reasons we don't want to be vaccinated are wrong. So that's that's about to happen. I, the White House announced that, which was you know widely derided, but there we are. The plan is to come door-to-door. So. Other than that, you're right. In our lives, things are going from strength to strength. Yeah. The White House talking about going door to door. Are they just so out of touch that they don't realize the American people are not having this? Or do you think they really believe that health freedom is expendable and Americans are just going to roll over? America now seems to have divided itself into two groups. Those who got the vaccine, and many, many, and we've just seen 14 million only got the first dose. So they clearly either were deterred from getting the second dose by friends, relatives, or they suffered an adverse reaction to the first dose and decided not to go any further. So that's a lot of people who've had only one dose. And then you've got almost half the country saying, no, we don't want it. And I think that half have made that decision and are unlikely to be persuaded at this stage. Why? Because the adverse reaction rates are accumulating dramatically, like no other vaccine we've ever seen. And so that people, they've made up their minds. So these desperate measures, going door to door and starting to try and force people to do it, force the military to do it. I just saw something issued from a group of uh, serving soldiers who just said, well, we're leaving it, we're, we're done. If they make us have this vaccine, we're out. So wow. it, I think that people are that they're divided into those two groups, those who've had it or had it in part, and those who simply will not have it, whatever attempts made to coerce them by the White House. And I, so I think that it's going to be interesting. I think it's a measure of the desperation of the country. They really believe that they could frighten people into doing this. And they've clearly lost control of the hearts and minds of many, many right-thinking Americans. It'll be very interesting to see how this plays out in the long It will be. And we know that there's been discussion and even indoctrination is the word that I would use. But we know, for example, at the University of Washington, home of Bill Gates, (laughs) the law school at University of Washington is named after Bill Gates' father, by the way. But we know for years there's been a program there called vaccine hesitancy. And it's something that's been part of that university at the institutional level for a while, both in terms of the medical school, as well as you know public policy and public health. I just wonder, it's, it's just, there has to be temperature takers that are just measuring you know, precisely the data associated with what are the vaccine hesitancy levels in America. And, you know, we know that they've been fascinated with studying the social media brain trust that we seem to be a part of in uh, the anti-vaxxer world or the health freedom world, as we call it. But, you know, I just am curious if 
these vaccine hesitancers, hesitanciers, or whatever you want to call them, if if the people that are seeking to convert vaccine hesitancy to vaccine uptake really are aware of what they're up against, because you and I both know, we've looked very closely at from a pollster level, as well as from a uh, just the hearts and minds level, there are people that were not necessarily standing up for health freedom prior to COVID that are now on board saying, oh, no, no. One thing to do that childhood ritual of vaccine schedule for the kids, but now you're coming from me, I don't think so. That's the part that I'm really fascinated by is whether or not they're clued in because I think they have grossly underestimated the resistance. What do you think? I think they have, and I think their whole strategy for studying this is wrong. So, for example, at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, they've got a similar vaccine confidence project. And the girl presented to the World Health Organization the other day, and they believe, I mean, and, and their strategy is to not only quantify the size of the problem of vaccine hesitancy as they see it, but to get inside the mind of those who are hesitant and, and why. But they're not doing that. They're not doing that. It's not that I'm sitting down and interviewing people on the, the basis of why they've come to the position they've come to. And so for so many of those, it's a it's an intellectual process. They've actually done their homework. They've studied the science. They've studied both sides, and they've come to a conclusion that they do not want this vaccine. And it's based upon a logical process in for many, many people. And they don't get that. They think it's that these people are genuinely subscribed to the notion that the earth is flat and that, you know, so, so on and so forth. It, 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 they've got it wrong. They've got their whole approach is wrong. And as long as they are guided by the sort of conclusions having made those false premises, then they are going to go on getting it wrong. They're, um, then they're sunk, aren't they? Because the yeah. reality is that we know that the whole science denier narrative really should be applied in the other direction. Because if you're telling someone not to put this stuff in their bodies, or if you're telling someone to put this stuff in, in your body, and you're advocating for real science, then you're on the opposite side. You're on the junk science side. You're defending junk science and questioning the rational thought. And I know underestimation is a superpower. And I do believe that a lot of the push the people that are pushing, that are bullying and trying to drive and coerce. And I guess we should make mention in this podcast of this World Health Organization ad. I don't know if you've seen this ad that's come out that it looks like a very fancy, high gloss fashion magazine. And the model has on red lipstick and she's making the COVID vaccine look very seductive. She's holding a bottle that says COVID-19 vaccine. They should be looking for a new job. The most appalling. <laughs> they should be. It's shocking. It's Isn't that like, shocking? They're literally seductive. I end liqueur. It's utterly bizarre. Have they completely lost their minds? Who are they trying to persuade using that kind of stuff? I don't know. Stuff? Because they are so underestimating the citizen scientist. And you <laughs> and I have seen this directly. Parents that come to Autism One, parents that invest in the recovery of their children by educating themselves beyond the level of their own doctors to know about mitochondrial dysfunction or how the blood-brain barrier works or glutathione metabolism. I mean, my goodness.
goodness, I've met so many parents that can speak volumes to science, head and shoulders above the average practitioner, and that underestimation of the citizen scientist that's willing to read these scientific papers, do their due diligence, and then make an informed consent, that underestimation to me is where I think they're in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, no, I agree with you entirely. And I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see how that ad campaign and that door to door campaign play out. I it certainly want, is. Certainly I would want, not want to be on their side, would you? I wouldn't want to be doing that door to door campaign in Texas. I tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or Florida, for that matter. You have the right to just shoot. So if they come on your property and you feel they are in some way a threat to you or your family, just be very, very careful. To continue the conversation and hear the podcast in its entirety, go to team1986.com. That's team1986.com. Become a partner producer where, in addition to the podcast, you will get so much more, including the opportunity to know that you are helping to save children.